documented 25 seconds. 20 seconds and counting. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. As Apollo 11 does its roll program, this podcast now does its roll program. The tape is rolling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Grant Cameron, and you're listening to the Paranormal UFO Consciousness Podcast. Thank you for taking time from your life to be here. And uh, so, so he must have worked with Skip. Oh yeah. Well, oh yeah. So yeah. All, all these guys were they're all together. They're That's all together. This, this yeah. Group. Like we were at um um what's the guy's name? Sherman. What's his first name? Harold. Harold Sherman. So we're looking at his files and he had a file on Ingo Swan. So he pulled his file and there's Ingo Swan. Who was the other names? There was um uh Verona, all the all the Avery um. guys. And and Hal Putoff signing off Dale. on all. They've, they they're all uh, notarized. Mm-hmm. And Hal Putoff they're notarizing every document. They're doing this experiment on ESP, and it's up in Canada. They're doing something in the Arctic, and every single document is notarized. So you have this thing about oh Hal's a crook and he's rip, ripping off people for money. I'm going, no, this looks like they're going by the book. I mean they're 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 documenting events like psychic events, mm-hmm. and so Hal is back in in SRI and these people are up in the Arctic and they're doing this this remote viewing experiment and it's all being notarized. Every single paper has been wow. notarized that, that it happened on this day and stuff. So yeah. I, I think the, the, the psilocybin thing, I was just so blown away that, that you see so many of these groups that know what's going on. They they've understand this sort of stuff. Yeah. Even the thing with the, you know, with the, the fear where they do the psilocybin thing and it matches with the with the experiencers. So pe- people will say, oh, it's an evil experience, I was petrified, and, and this abduction experience or whatever. And then you listen to the psilocybin thing, or some people have good ones, or near-death experiences. Yeah. Some people have evil ones, so you say, yeah. why do people have evil near-death experiences, or yeah. good ones? Yeah. Are near-death experiences evil? And then you look at the psilocybin stuff, and when they, when they do the tests with the people, you have to go for eight hours for counseling. So they'll use people who are dying of cancer, or this oh, meditation psilocybin right. thing, and they train you for eight hours, and they have two people in the room when this thing's going on. It's high dose. So, and, and they, they, so what happens is, as soon as the person starts to go down, the, the fear, they grab them by the hand and they say, we're here, nothing's wrong, go towards, go towards the, 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 the thing, don't be afraid, you're okay, go towards it. And it's, it's to, the thing is you're starting to manifest fear, and if you face it, it goes away. It's like if you've ever right. watched the, the lucid dream stuff with, with yeah. uh, LeBurge. And LeBurge says that when you go, he says, if you see a, like a, 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 a devil or an alien or something in your lucid dream, what you do is you go and go give him a big hug, give him a big yeah. kiss, and it will turn into a positive being and it will give you a message. And if you run away from it, you will never get away with it. Right. And, it's, and so you see these parallels 
through yeah. all these different things. And the experiencer one is this thing like, oh, I was petrified and I was, you know, it was horrible and stuff like that. And then you say, well, but this person didn't. And you see the, the effect of fear. That if you take fear into a psilocybin, into an abduction, or John, there was a debate with Bud Hopkins mm -hmm. and, and John Mack at Boston. I mean, you probably saw that interview. Where they're talking and, and then Mack says, Bud, he said, no, Bud says, John, he says, it's very peculiar. He says, how is it that I get all the bad ones? All the really bad sort of stories. And you get the real good ones, the spiritual ones. And John goes, well, Bud, maybe that's got more to do with you and I than with the aliens. <laughs> that is what you're bringing into the, into the yeah. story. Yeah. Right? yeah. That, oh. that Bud, Bud, and then I'd play the tape. When I, sometimes I'd do a lecture and I'd say, you've got to see where Bud came from. And, and then I'd play the 1964 sighting that he had. And it's, he's an experiencer, there's no doubt. Yes. He's sitting there and he reruns it. Right. And then I said, and then you've got to realize that when he was like seven years old or something, the, world, the, the, the War of the Worlds was playing in his house, and his father lost it. And this guy comes in with the guns. Did you hear the story? The neighbor comes in with the guns, and he says, God damn, we've got to go to the top of the hill. They're coming, and uh, you need to come. We're going to defend this place. And then Bud's father says, well, he, he's freaking out, and the mother's freaking out, and Bud is looking out the window, and he's looking for the aliens to come and stuff like that. And then his father doesn't go to the top of the hill, but the neighbor goes to the top of the hill to take on the aliens because they're coming in. And when you see that story, and you see where Bud came from, as this little kid with the War of the Worlds, mm -hmm. looking out the window, and his father and his mother freaking out in the house, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, wow. Then you see that he brings that into all his people are fearful, the aliens are the bad guys, and it comes down to this, this mind thing again. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that, because um, it was, David Jacobs was associated with Bud, right? Yeah. He, okay, so the one thing that I noticed about David Jacobs, because you know, he was also having this... Uh, you know, he's strong conclusions that are very yeah. apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, but uh, in listening to him, I was noticing that, uh, at least how I understood him, he is taking people on one extreme. You know, they, he says he only takes people who are having experiences that are uh, traumatizing to them. So right there, every single exactly. client coming through is qualified into this singular category of terror already. Mm -hmm. So naturally, I think he's going to be drawing conclusions from this group of, of terror and of um, this is all he's seeing. This is probably their experience. But I personally think from everything I've heard, we're dealing with more than one species. I, I don't know that for sure. Yeah, I, right. I don't. But um, I don't think we can draw complete, absolute conclusions if we're just looking at one extreme end of the sample, yeah. you know, um, and that's what it sounds like. Yeah. And, he's, so, and he's an agnostic, at least an agnostic. Mm -hmm. So when he's screening his clients, I'm sure this happens, he gets lots of people, and he sees, oh, I saw Angel or whatever, it's like, not doing right. that one. Because yeah. uh, I ran into a girl in Phoenix, and she's, she was a chaplain. And then I heard someone said, oh, she's one of, in David Jacobs' book. I went, she's in the book? So I went to her and said, are you in David Jacobs' book? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, he says there's no spiritual component to this thing. And you're a chaplain at a hospital. How does that work? She said, oh, well, he's, he's, he's like an agnostic. He's an atheist or whatever. And that's his thing. He doesn't speak for me. And yet he has her in the book. 
as one of these people and the, the, these evil alien things. And she said, he doesn't speak for me. And, and that's the thing is mm -hmm. when you screen it, you, you have to look mm -hmm. at who's doing it right. and the, the, what you bring into it. But when you get the, like, especially the lucid dreaming or even the dreams yeah. where you're bringing this stuff in there and people see it as an external thing. There's these external things that are affecting me mm -hmm. when in fact it's all internal right. and you're creating your world. Or like, like uh, Wheeler, John Wheeler, the, this thing about quantum physics where mm -hmm. John Wheeler says it's a participatory universe. Right. And, and then people forget that. Mm -hmm. But when you see what we're talking about, then you start to realize this thing that you can't really scientifically do it like MUFON is this thing where you know we're going to analyze this thing. Right. And I always bring up the thing with Skinwalker Ranch. Where Skinwalker Ranch, they had it 75 acres, all the money in the world, the best scientists in the world. And, and totally failed. Totally failed. They actually <laughs> gave up. They said, we can't do anything. And they called it the trickster phenomenon. Right. And, and, and it was the deal. It's like, and so you get people who say, like today, they had this thing about we're going to set up these, these things or we're going to capture it, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if Bigelow didn't get it in 75 square acres in this um, thing, it's just a waste of time. It's like we think it's a random event and that we can mm -hmm. analyze it. We can, because that's the way, the way the left brain thinks. Right. Whereas I say you've got to go right brain, you've got to talk to the experiencers who are the people who have the antenna, mm -hmm. who have interacted, they're able to interact with this species, whatever it is, this intelligence. Yeah. They're the ones that are in contact. And you can watch those videos for 70 years, you can do whatever you want. That's not going to get you anywhere. Right. But the, 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 the world is run by the left brain people. Science right. is running it. And, and how do you find the right brain people too? They're all in hiding, yeah. quiet, having these experiences silently, you yeah. know, um, even in the, really afraid to come out. Totally afraid to come out. So even you know, I would I would venture into the experiencer sections at uh, you know <laughs> yeah. at contact in the desert and wherever. And even then, I felt nervous to engage because um, some people will engage in a particular way. They'll say, you know, I saw grays coming through the wall and blah blah blah, and, and perhaps they're farther off in right brain, or maybe there's something else, right? But for me, it wasn't coming through that way. So I was always afraid to speak. But this is just because my whole life I've been reserving because I didn't, my life didn't look like everybody else's. Mm -hmm. So some of these right brainers are sitting on the back, you know, oh, yeah. even in experience or play, uh, sessions where you think it would be more comfortable, they're still holding back, you know. And when people would say to me, oh, have you had any? I'm like, oh, my God. You, know? <laughs> you have. You have. I have. You have. No, that's what I'm saying. I would just be yeah. like, oh, what? you know, like, where do I start? Sometimes all I need is someone to sort of remind me of something. It's like, because <clears throat> they're not filed in any chronological way in my brain. Yeah. Like, certain people we know who have this amazing <laughs> chronological memory. Yeah. <laughs> um, mine is far more abstract. The library is not chronological so the library just requires like a, a an access key mm -hmm. you know someone will talk about a particular thing and boom you know i'll just remember this series of experiences i've had or yeah. even dreams my dream world is yeah. so rich that there have been so many times that i have woken up and you could not convince me that i was in a dream yeah the uh the 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 experiential tangibility and um, are you aware when you're in that that you're I in have that? different degrees of awareness in it but 
what's happening lately in the last couple of years, I'm having deja vu inside my dreams. Wow. I'm having, I'm in my dreams and then I'm dreaming in my dream and then I'm walking with someone and telling them about the dream inside the dream. <laughs> I mean, it is getting more and more complex and Do you, do, and you do training? Do you try to... I just write it down. I okay. try to write it down or... But do you give yourself instruction before... Sometimes... Like, like the, the lucid dream, like I'm going... Tonight I'm going to remember my dream, I'm going to... I, I become do lucid. do that yeah. on and off. But I, yeah. I'm never consistent with it, but yeah. I, I do it on and off. And um, I haven't really seen a pattern of, of what's triggering it. it. It's never particularly necessarily been when I do that, when I'm going... You know, I will tend to remember them better when, when yeah. I go through that. But um, the uh, this unusual uh, thing that happens inside them, I don't know what the trigger is, but I do know there's a part of me questioning, am I in another place and time? Am I in another dimension? Am I in another reality? Am I getting information from somewhere? I am quite frequently seeing beings that I have never seen in any book, any anything, any, anything. They have never existed in, in any fictional thing I have ever is seen. Is there an interaction or is it just... There's total is, interaction. Oh, is that right? It's totally... I've had dreams where I have these beings that look completely different. Yeah. And they are teaching me Wow. They're coming and they're telling me, um, they're trying to, well, here's an example of one, they're trying to hypnotize me. There's a whole part of the dream I'm not telling you about. There's a yeah, yeah. big part of the dream, big lead up. Um, they're trying to hypnotize me. They're, they're working backwards. They're trying modern methods. They're trying ancient methods. They're going back and back and they're trying all these things and they find that they cannot hypnotize me. And I, in the dream, they were, they were not friends. You know, they, they were trying to do something to me. And when they found that none of these techniques were working on me, the woman who was in charge, clearly she had some sort of nobility or power or something, and she knew all of these techniques, she sent the others away and took me aside. And she pulled out a picture. I mean, I can remember this picture clear as day. And uh, it was a black and white photograph, white border around it, and it was four people sitting cross-legged. And she said, there are only four people in the world that cannot be hypnotized that have this ability. She said, you are one of the missing people, and I am one of the missing people. Wow. I mean, this is the, <laughs> like, what is this? I don't understand. And, and that's only like a tiny segment of this big grand story. So. You know, I wake up with that, okay, okay, maybe that was just a fantastical, imaginative something. But then there's another part of me that has this weird knowing that it's, it could be, well, I say it could be just for us, but I have a, this deeper knowing that there is some information in there for me because there have been a pattern of these teachings that have helped me over time deal with this world and have access to things. So what is that? You know, it's, it, is it just another facet of the right brain thing or is it, I don't know what it is, but it seems like access. Yeah. I, yeah. I could at least say that it seems like some sort of access. Um, 
that's sitting there and waiting. Yeah, I think it's all access. It's mm -hmm. it's, it's it's getting in there. It's yeah. interesting the training thing because a lot of experiences will talk about that too. Yeah, you know the fact they're being trained for something that they're they're going to school. Yeah, or, you know, that? You know, it's almost like you know even as kids, some will describe being taught to levitate things as kids. They're sitting in a circle. They'll tell mm -hmm. the story about sitting yeah. in a circle and they're yeah. levitating these three colored balls and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's almost like they're in school. Or the one guy from England said, I need to tell them to stop. I can't work. I, I'm <laughs> so tired during the day yeah. and they, they won't leave me alone. And I'm in this, he keeps calling. It's like this school. They're training me to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. I had um, this extensive long dream training of how to fly. But the... But the um, uh -oh. The teaching inside uh -huh. of the flying applied to so many things in life. Because they were showing me that the more you relax, yeah. and uh, then I would rise. The more I would try, I would fall. And there have been so many things. It's, uh, this is in remote viewing. This yeah. is the same thing. I can apply this to so many things in my life where things will intensify. It's almost like accessing the right brain. The more you try to push through, you're actually using the left brain to you're, try. You're, yeah. Trying right. That's right. is the left brain. Yeah. So this method that they were teaching me applies to that. It's, it's access. You're using feeling rather than yeah. try to, you know, trying to rationalize. If you've ever heard, and you mentioned flying. Yeah. And we talked about this the other night. That, that, that was, well, this is one of the key things is when Forrest tells this dream. He's two till six or whatever it was. Hundreds of times two he has this ten. dream. And he keeps telling his mother about this dream and she, he's freaking her out about this dream. Two years and old. Two years old he starts. And oh. he has this dream hundreds of times. The same dream. And he's in this ship and there's this round ball. And he puts his hand on the ball. Oh, that's And he starts flying the craft. And, and so, <laughs> but that's the thing. When you hear Sh Susie Hansen talks about it, you know Susie Hansen from New Zealand. She's pretty prominent. She talks about it, and I have her on my YouTube channel. We did the video. I said, tell me a story about flying. And she said, she's describing it the way you're describing it. She said, it's not like when, when you, you put your hand on the pad, and then you start to fly it. And she said, it's not like you, it's not left brain. It's like, like I'm going to go 20 feet. She said, it's like you just, you've got to feel it. And you, the oh. feeling is what makes it go. And she said, and she was going on the camera, she's going like, you, you have to feel as this thing's moving. It's not that you're in, intentionally moving it with your mind. It's, it's a, more of a feeling thing, which you're describing. Yeah, the funny thing is I didn't actually connect it to what you were talking about because in my dream, it was me. I was what I was flying. It was me. Yeah. So I, it wasn't me yeah. with a craft. Yeah. But it was, I suppose, you know, that is the same teaching. It, it yeah. was very, it, it was over and over and over, and I would go down and touch the water every time I started to try. And every time I relaxed, I would, start to, I would start to float, and it was learning this control. Um, I even had a guy, I'll tell you a wow. funny story. I had a guy in San Francisco came to see me, and we didn't talk about this for the first half of the day, and he was talking to me, and then he said, he had this remote viewer guy with him, and this guy has a website. I can send you the link to this guy's website. And the other guy, I don't know what his name is. I never did get his name. I guess he told me his name, but I didn't get it. And he said, um, he's telling about these, he says, never had an alien experience. Always like male lab experience. It's always, and in a number of them, 
the Secretary of State is sitting across the table. Hmm. So it's very bizarre. And the one time the Vice President is sitting across the table. And they're asking him these things. And I said, well, why are they doing this? He said, because I'm good at remote viewing. And I said, are you good or are you good? He said, I'm very good. And this other guy runs this remote viewing site, and they're going down to see Ingo Swan's files, where it's with the University of Georgia. I don't know what the hell they're down there for. But this guy's telling me this story, and he gets a thing like yours, where he says, I go into a room, and it only happened one time. Like the Secretary of State thing he said happened dozens of times. And he said, he wouldn't tell me who it was, but he said it's within the last 11 years. And then he told me his site, and most of his stuff happened between 2006 and 2011. I'm going, Hillary I wonder if it's Hillary Clinton, but he wouldn't tell me who it was. But anyway, he goes, he says, though this experience happened one time, and it's sort of like yours. It's the training thing. They put him in, they put him in a room, and it's like a racquetball court room. It's all glass, and he, he gets the impression that they're taping or they're doing whatever. And he goes in, and there's a chair sitting in the middle of the room. And he says, I go sit in the chair. And I said, well, how do you know to sit in the chair? He said, I, I just knew to sit in the chair. He said, I probably did it before. And then they strap him in with straps, plastic straps. And I said, well, what did the straps look like? And he said, they were clear. So they strap him in with these, these straps, and he's sitting in a chair. And all of a sudden, boop, he's flying. And he's flying around the room in this chair. And then they say, stop, 30 degrees to the right. And then hold it. And he said, it wasn't hard to fly the chair, but he said it was hard to hold it. And then they say, okay, 30 degrees to the right. And then you go, stop. And then he'd try to hold the chair, and then they'd say, upside down. And he'd go around, and he said it was very hard because his mind was saying, I'm going to fall out of the chair. Right. And I'm going, you're flying a chair? <laughs> this guy's a, yeah, and, he, and he's like dead serious about this wow. whole, and it only said it'll happen one time, but this is the sort of thing wow. yeah. where you're being taught to levitate, you're being taught yeah. this the same sort of thing. And, and it, him, it was the mind thing. And he was a high-end remote viewer guy, and he had some bizarre, bizarre stories. And it went on the whole day. And he had to go on a flight to Brunei. I don't know what he what the heck he does, but mm. he said, you know, if you get any more questions, I've got to go. And uh, and uh, just this this whole deal of being trained, and that's what the Milab people that, that's what they what they'll say, is that the number one thing they're interested in is the consciousness of the person, and this these mm. things where they'll, they'll go into a room and they'll say levitate this thing through through a. Uh, through a hoop or something like that, where they're looking at people's training, and the aliens is almost the same thing, mm -hmm. where they're a lot of the stuff they're looking at your ability, your psychic abilities, they're training you to do psychic things, mm -hmm. or they're doing the right brain, left brain thing, where they're scaring the shit out of you, and they're yeah. they're basically left that's low left brain, and they're seeing have you left that behind, wow, and this kind yeah. of stuff. So yeah. I, to me, I just see everything's a parallel, everything fits in, yeah, and nobody. Absolutely nobody's picked it up. They're more into the either disclosure or we have to measure this thing, we have to analyze this thing, we need some metal, and it's because yeah. it's dominated by the scientific community, right. which is very left-brained, it's all you know rational, analytical, yeah. it's material, and this sort of thing. And that's why I say that the cover-up to me is not really the government, it's not merely the media, it's the scientific world, because that's why you don't, when you go into a meeting, you don't talk about it. Right. It's because I, you're totally ostracized, you're crazy, because you're going against the paradigm yeah. of the what the world is being run by. Yeah, and my whole life I've been trying to fit in and feel credible. Yeah, I've always wanted right. to be a credible human being walking through this life that fits in. And so, to do that, I don't want to tell these stories you know there's not a lot of motivation to tell these stories so it's just been a quiet 
Easter egg hunt, you know, yeah. <laughs> to figure out myself. And you can imagine if you were in the scientific community, if you had a job, you know, if you were like a geneticist or like Nolan or Kid Green, I mean, it's like, wow, yeah. just keep me, out. you know, like you, if you're yeah. going to do it, you're going to do it very, very secretly on yeah. the side. I give them credit that they're, they've gone down this road. And because yeah. they've been in the remote viewing program, this thing about Chapter 6, where Hal put off says, read Chapter 6, they knew this in the 1970s. And if Hal knows it, Kit Green knows it, they all know this this principle, and they're they're working off that. And I give them credit that at yeah. least they're they're going down the right path. And when you hear some of the experiments they're doing, the Kit Green had one do this one experiment where they're doing the, the non-local thing, where there's mm -hmm. no time and space. Yeah. So what they want to do is put one experiencer, yeah. before they're going to do it in China, one would be in China, Mm -hmm. And one would be in the United States to put them in MRI machines, and then you send a target, you send a telepathic yep. target to me, and they kit runs the MRI, and they see is it simultaneous, is the signal coming simultaneous, or is it taking time? Is 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 consciousness non-local? Yeah. So he's been wanting to run this experiment at least since 2008. I first read about this, yeah. so you can see that he understands the principles. Yeah. And he's trying to establish it because they're in the scientific world, right. and that's why they want the genetic markers. That's why they want all yeah. this kind of stuff because they want something to the scientific community to say, "This is you can read this. This is yeah. rational, analytical. We have statistics that back this kind of stuff up, rather than anecdotal stories." So yeah, for sure. It's. it's, it's I'm so excited that you're into this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you, as it's, I said, you're the first person I've ever in the whole year community that's ever. I mean, some people know the right brain, left brain thing, but in terms of yeah. understanding the importance of it, that this is, to me, has always been sort of, and I only since 2012, and as I, yeah. and, and most people in the UFO community will know that I was totally ostracized once I did this, because I was the right. document guy, I was the president guy, yeah. and it was like, this guy's lost it. I mean, he right. just, he's gone off the deep end, and yet it, I was... It was the experience thing. So yeah, experience that's what will it does. Trump, it opens, will trump anything. That's right. That, that once you've got it, you know. Yeah, it it's that certainty it. thing. Mm -hmm. It's like I know where I'm going here. Yep. And and then the synchronicities start to fit together. Yes. That you start to go to the right places, yeah. and everything starts to fit together. And that's why you have this pattern, the same as her. You go mm -hmm. this institute, you do this, you do this, and you're you're on this search mm -hmm. to try to put this thing together to increase it. But yeah. yet you do it quietly, where yes. people aren't watching. I know. I, it's too bad sometimes because if there was a little help and a little guidance, we could probably solve this a lot faster. But, um, you know, I suppose there's something to be said studying yourself and, and pushing through your own, yeah. uh, observing yourself and trying to figure it out that way too because then you're getting very introspective, then you're doing more meditating, then yeah. and then you're actually allowing it to open more. So there might be something to that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we should have a conversation some other time, and you have to have a conversation with, I know. with Destin. Because you're on the same track. I mean, when you hear yeah. your talk, it's the same thing. Wow. You know, especially this search for, yeah. you know, trying to improve it. Another, you know, how many courses have you taken on on the uh, the, the, the the noise thing with the... the, the oh, the binaurals. Binaurals. I mean, yeah. She, yeah, yeah. she had it. She gave me all the these, these discs, too. you know. Yeah. Oh, listen yeah. to this one, listen to this one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've done other courses where I've, uh, I, I don't know, we were talking about this last night, but where we will um, depress certain, uh, the regular five senses by doing blindfolded work. Oh, yeah. To allow the other senses to heighten. 
so I did a lot of that. Wow. Uh, that was fascinating as well. You know, I started to really see some of what I believe is the right brain power because I was naturally excelling at blindfolded work. Wow. There were mm -hmm. other senses coming through with ease and I was able to navigate very difficult. Have you done the tank? The, the... That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what that is. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That's so I'm talking about the tank, my first seven-hour time in the tank, blindfolded duct tape yeah. around my head. Yeah. I made it to the void. So you've, so, done, that, you've done the search. Uh, so I've done that. Uh, yeah. So that's I what that, that was. Yeah. I, I had a lot of wonderful things that taught me about me, uh, yeah. you know, uh, and I don't know if, if that's a right brain thing. I speculate that some I of think it's things... shutting the left down. Yeah. It, it's, it's taking all the sensory stuff away so you can't think, you can't, you know, yeah. and, and it forces you sort of like, and that's why I say, like people say one, the other night they asked me, well, how do you do it? And I said, well, drumming, head injury, uh, you know, it's a tank, yeah. meditation, psychedelics. I mean, it's like yeah, there's right. 30 different ways yeah. you can do it. And it's, it's, it's all the same thing. It's either getting over there or shutting this, yeah. this the ego mind down. Right. Wow. Fascinating. Yes. Oh, yeah. We'll have to continue this conversation. <laughs> yeah, this is fantastic. Wow. Okay. Let's call it a night. I got a lecture in the morning, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> That's this week's episode of the Paranormal UFO Consciousness Podcast. I'm your host, Grant Cameron, hoping that you will join me for upcoming episodes. Links to my YouTube interviews, books, and my Facebook sites are in the show notes. If you love the podcast or learn something valuable, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, or give a review on today's episode. If you would like a certain paranormal subject dealt with in the future, please let us know. Until next time, watch this space, and thank you so much for listening.